Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Uh, for those of you I don't know, my name's Todd. I'm really glad that you're here today and uh, glad that you joined us. Uh, if it's your first time here today or uh, maybe you're on vacation, um, welcome. Really glad that you're here. And uh, you guys are in for a treat, uh, whether you're uh, part of our church on a regular basis or not, because this is uh, kind of a red-letter day in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. We have been uh, in existence for almost nine years now, and uh, we're going to have a, a celebration next year, uh, Labor Day. I can't believe it's been 10 years. But um, in the life of our church, I can't remember a time that we have uh, been able to celebrate uh, both of the ordinances of the church, communion and baptism, on the same day. And so that is what today holds. And uh, we're really excited about that. And I'm glad that you're here today to be a part of at least one of those ordinances of the church as we prepare this morning um, to come to the Lord's table and to celebrate and to remember, which is a key word for today, what Christ did on the cross by dying on the cross. And so when Jesus uh, was here on earth, um, he gave several commands. One of the commands that he gave uh, really is the Great Commission. And he said to go into all the world and preach the gospel and baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And under the umbrella of that great commission or mission of the church are these two ordinances. One we're going to celebrate today, the other we're going to celebrate this, this evening at 5 o'clock down at Caligny. And uh, it's an exciting time, it's an exciting day in the life of our church. Now, um, I, I want to preface this uh, by saying um, that if you are here today and uh, you're a doubter or a seeker or maybe a skeptic, uh, not a God follower, um, yet, I say yet because our prayer is that you would come to faith in Jesus. Um, today is uh, re really geared towards those of us who have accepted Jesus as our personal Savior. Uh, it is really geared towards those of, of us who have said yes to giving our life to Jesus. And so when we come to the Lord's table and when we celebrate baptism, it's a believer's thing. But that doesn't mean you can't be involved. That doesn't mean that you can't observe. And my prayer for you is, is that as you observe and as you see what we do as a, as a group of believers, as a, as a church, um, that maybe your doubt would be taken away. And perhaps your, perhaps your skepticism would be removed. And perhaps you would come to faith in Jesus as well. Um, one of my favorite times is when we have the opportunity as a church to celebrate uh, communion and baptism. And um, it's really exciting because uh, um, I think we're going to have a, an excellent baptism service this afternoon. And we're going to talk about communion here in a moment. But I want to I begin this morning as we uh, finish off our series um, that we've uh, really focused on the things uh, that God says, remember this. And so we've entitled it, Don't Forget This. And we've focused on um, now seven different things that God says that you and I should remember or that we should keep in mind or that we should not forget. And they're all meant to glorify him, but they're all also meant to help us in our faith walk, to help us grow in our faith walk. And that's no different with communion and it's no different with baptism. Let me speak for a moment with you about baptism. Um, I, was, uh, I was six years old when in a first grade classroom, uh, the teacher in the classroom at a Christian school in Stone Mountain, Georgia, um, gave the gospel, and, and I raised my hand and accepted Jesus as my Savior. 
And that was the day that I um, consciously asked Christ to be my Savior. I I recognized the fact that my sin would keep me from God. Um, But I grew up in the type of faith culture um, that baptized infants. And, And so I had been baptized as an infant. Um, and really was never encouraged to follow in believer's baptism. And and I want to teach for a moment this morning a little bit on baptism, even though our focus is going to be this table, the Lord's Lord's table this morning, uh, because I think it's it's important for us to understand what we're going to do this evening at 5 o'clock at Caligny Beach, because it is so vital um, in the life of the Christ follower. Um, We believe in believer's baptism. And essentially what that means is, is that um, we believe that as a, a, a Christ follower, um, you should make the choice to be baptized. Now, we also believe that your salvation is not tied to baptism. In fact, we believe that it's the work of, of Jesus on the cross and our faith in what he did on the cross that allows us to have our sins taken away and allows us to have eternity in heaven with him. And my prayer is is that um, a lot of you, probably most of you in this room have done that. You've put your faith in him. You've trusted Jesus for salvation. If you haven't, my prayer is is that you would do that. Um, And so baptism is something that Jesus actually instructed us to do as soon as we got saved. Now, um, it took me a while. I was six years old when I asked Jesus to be my savior. Um, I was about about 14, 15, when I had a renewed faith um, when I was in a youth group uh, there in Atlanta, Georgia, growing up in Atlanta. And um, it wasn't until I was uh, 21 years old that I followed in believer's baptism. Now, that whole time from the time that I accepted Jesus at six years old to 21, I believe that if I had died during that time because of my faith in Jesus, I would be in heaven right now. So my salvation wasn't predicated on baptism. However, Jesus closely ties our faith journey with this concept of baptism. It's so important. In fact, he says, believe and be baptized. And so in the life of the believer, um, when you enter in and when you participate and when you follow God's command to be baptized, um, I want you to know that you're not celebrating a a new tradition. You're not celebrating a, a, a new practice. Baptism is something that goes back into the Jewish heritage um, back in the ancient times. And it was linked to their faith walk as well. In fact, baptism in that day and age was a physical and symbolic faith, um, faith tradition um, that involved physical cleansing and a symbolism of, of really God cleansing us from our sin. And the same is true today. Jesus was actually baptized while he was here on earth um, his uh, cousin, John the Baptist, um, baptized him in, in the, the water and immersed him, which is what the word means. And so Jesus himself was baptized. He was brought underwater. And the symbolism is, is that um, our sins are washed away. Now, Jesus being perfect, why did he have to be baptized? Well, he didn't accept that it set himself up as an example for you and for me. And I've always thought about the fact that if baptism was good enough for Jesus, it was something that he did, then it certainly is something that I, um, so much less than the Son of God, should do. And so 
we believe in believer's baptism and we believe in child dedication and we, we celebrate that often where we have a child that we dedicate to the Lord and we really dedicate the parents to the Lord. But we believe that as an adult, that um, as a Christ following adult, that you should make a conscious choice to be baptized. And so baptism is something that I want to encourage you if you are here today and you've never been baptized and maybe it's been decades since you asked Jesus to be your savior. I, I want to encourage you to, to not let an, another moment go by without following in that command. Um, be with us out there on the beach tonight at five o'clock at Caligny. Doesn't get much more public than Caligny Beach on Hilton Head Island <laughs> on the last day of July. And so Jesus wanted us to do this for several reasons. He wanted us to follow this ordinance for, for a couple reasons. The first and foremost is identification with him. And so when Todd Cooper, and by the way, we had 70 students go to Big Stuff Camp last week, and they had an amazing time, and, and I heard that at least seven of our students asked Jesus to be their Savior last week at camp. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? And I'm so excited and proud of Todd Cooper. He's backstage uh, serving. Oh, no, he just walked in right there. Anyway, I'm so proud of you and Sammy and what you guys are doing with our students. And I think we're going to have about a dozen students following Believer's Baptism this afternoon or this evening down at Caligny Beach. And so if you're here today and you've never followed in Believer's Baptism, I want you to participate in one of the great parts of this day in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. Be down there. In fact, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, I'm going to ask you to go online, and, and you can sign up online. Secondly, I want to ask you to um, be there at 4.30. Be there about a half an hour early because parking is tough. Last time we did this, everybody was late. And uh, you can uh, go down to the beach. Todd Cooper is going to be down at the shoreline, and we're going to have a banner set up that has our church logo on it and, our, and the name of our church. So I want you to find that. Come on down there. We'll meet for a few minutes to um, just make sure you really understand what you're doing. But Jesus wanted us to do this as an identification. And when we are baptized, essentially, um, what we are doing is we're identifying in Jesus' death, and we're also identifying in Jesus' resurrection. In fact, when you're baptized, Todd Cooper and I will say something like this. You'll only hear part of it if you're the one that's being baptized. And that is we'll say this. We'll baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And as we dunk you underwater for five or ten minutes... I'm just kidding. It's just a second. As we dunk you underwater, um, we say these words, buried with Jesus in his death. And then as you come out of the water, we say raised to walk in newness of life. Isn't that awesome? And so when we baptize, what we do is we, we really celebrate and we identify with Jesus, not only in his death, but also in his resurrection. And you know what that is? That's a picture of what you and I, if we're Christ followers, that's a picture of our future. That we physically will die one day. It's one thing we all have in common in this room. But that one day, if we're a Christ follower, that we'll be raised to be with God the Father, just like Jesus was three days later after he died. And so it's an identification, first and foremost, with Jesus in his death and his resurrection. But it's also a public statement that you're admitting or that you're proclaiming that you're a Jesus follower. And so I want to encourage you to, to tonight be down there. Be there at 430 find our banner, find Todd Cooper, and he and I are going to be baptizing. And man, we're so excited about that. And I want to encourage you to follow in believer's baptism. By the way, the word baptism in the original language literally means to go fully underwater. 
And so that's what we do. In fact, I have a, a picture of one of our baptism candidates from about five years ago. And the picture that was shot is perfect because his big toe is sticking right up out of the water. And somebody said to me, man, that didn't qualify. And I said, yeah, it does. Okay, we're not going to get specific about this. We're not going to get legalistic about this. Um, but um, it really means to immerse. And so I want you to make the choice, if you haven't already, to follow in Believer's Baptism. Go online, sign up, and then be there tonight. Now, um, the, the other thing that um, the, you know, communion and baptism have in common is their symbolism. And so today what we're going to do is uh, we're going to prepare our hearts and we're going to prepare our minds to come to the Lord's table and to receive communion. And what a gift it is that Jesus thought so much of us to establish this ordinance of the church that we celebrate together about four times a year, that we encourage our groups to do often, that we encourage you to do on a daily basis, and that is to have communion with Jesus, communion with the one who sacrificed and I think there's no greater instruction to not forget something than Jesus' instruction to not forget communion. Now, just like baptism is steeped in a faith tradition of symbolism in the Jewish culture, so is this table. And so today, when we're taking this, I want you to remember that it is a, a, uh, it is a symbolic of, of the celebration or the, the dinner that Jesus was celebrating with his disciples in Jerusalem on literally the night before he died. See, Jesus, just like all other Jews in the region in the first century, um, came into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. The Passover was a time where all Jews would, would gather together around a table and they would eat together and they would share stories of the deliverance of God's people and how God delivered the whole nation of Israel, two and a half to three million people from the bondage of the Egyptians. And of course, we know the story about how God parted the Red Sea and saw them out of that terrible bondage. And so the whole, um, the whole centerpiece of the Passover celebration each and every year was celebrating the fact that God is a deliverer. Little did the 12 disciples know when Jesus said to go to this upper room that week of Passover. Little did they know that hours later, Jesus himself would die a brutal death on a cross. And he would deliver them. And he would deliver those of you who are here today who've put your faith in him from our sins. And so you see the celebration of that Passover feast with all its symbolism back then, they would celebrate and, and each part of that feast from the dill that was used, the herbs that were used, the lamb that was used, the, the four cups of wine that were used, each part of it symbolized a different aspect of the nation of Israel's deliverance from the bondage of slavery. And it also celebrated a different aspect of, of who God was as that deliverer. And it's the same thing today when, when we take here in a few moments that little piece of bread that is not Jesus' body, doesn't become Jesus' body. It's just a piece of bread, but it's a symbol of his body that was torn for you and for me. And when we take that cup that's just simply grape juice, it's not the body, or it's not the blood of Jesus, it doesn't become the blood of Jesus, but it is a symbol 
of the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. And so when we partake, when we receive communion as a church, we are coming together and we are celebrating and we are focusing on the symbolism of what Christ did on the cross in the same concept of what the Jews were doing by celebrating the fact that God delivered them from the bondage of slavery. See, what Jesus did on the cross delivers us from the bondage of sin. See, no longer do we have that weight of sin around us that condemns us to an eternity in hell when we die. But because of what Christ did on the cross, because of the body that was torn, those ligaments that were torn, the muscles that were separated, the blood that was shed, because of that gift, the sin that you and I have that keeps us from God is gone completely, completely. And so in the same way they were celebrating a deliverance, we today celebrate a deliverance as well. One of the things that Jesus um, does is he focuses on a word. And it's the word that I want you to remember today. And it's the word, remember. Check this out from Luke chapter 22. The words will be on the screen. This is the story of Jesus gathered with his disciples there in that upper room. And he says this. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table as they did back in that day to eat. And the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then Jesus, he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in, say that next word with me, remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And so Jesus took the age-old faith symbolic tradition of the Passover feast, that Seder supper as they called it, and he kept the idea of elements of that feast being symbolic of God's deliverance, although it was a bit different because it was a deliverance that he was about ready to sacrifice for. And it was a pain and a suffering and a death that he was about ready to face. It was an arrest and a phony trial that he was about ready to endure, a beating that he was about ready to have. And he said, remember, remember, remember this. How many of you are growing up with or grew up with moms or dads who had phrases that would help you remember things? Raise your hand this morning. Yeah, moms that would say stuff. I love that. Isn't that awesome? My mom, was, she, she had all these little phrases that she would say. Um, when we would leave food on our plate, she would say, um, waste not, want not. Awesome. You, have this, you guys lived in my house. I can't believe that. Okay. And then um, she would often say, um, when my, my room was messy um, or my sister's room was messy, that was more likely, um, she would say, we don't live in a barn. 
Isn't that great? Or pigsty, yeah, I've heard that one too, okay? But my mom, she was like way, she didn't want to say sty or pig, so she said barn, I love that. And then um, if I took her toolbox, she had her toolbox because like my dad would take her tools and like my sister, we would all like share tools. And so she had her toolbox and my mom, who was the sweetest, most humble person in the world, um, she would remind us if we took the toolbox by saying, who took my toolbox? Okay, that's not a phrase. She was just mad. But anyway, um, it was a funny thing that like I always remember mom and her toolbox. She like protected that thing and I understand that, okay? But she would also use a phrase. She would say, how quickly we forget the important things. And if she were trying to teach my sister and myself something, she would say, how quickly we forget the important things. Jesus understood how quickly you and I as humans would forget the sacrifice that he made when he willingly was arrested and when he was willingly tried and when he was willingly beaten and when he allowed himself to have nails go through his hands, wrists, and nails go through his feet. And when they put a spear in his side and thorns on his head, he knew that you and I would have moments in our life where we would quickly forget the sacrifice that he made for our sins. So my challenge to you today is is Whenever you come to the communion table, whenever you receive the bread, whenever you receive the cup, it's because Jesus wants you to remember the sacrifice that he made on the cross. But he doesn't want you to forget it because he wants all the credit. He wants you to remember. He wants you not to forget so that you can further your faith walk, so that you can trust him more. So that what once was an exciting faith walk, a a transformation, salvation, or a renewed commitment to him doesn't all of a sudden change. How many of you are really, really, really ready for fall right now, for the fall weather? I cannot wait for fall. When we moved here almost 10 years ago, the first summer we were here, we had three days of 90-degree weather all summer. I think we've had three days of under 90 degree weather this summer. It has been one of the hottest summers I can remember. And yesterday I was out in my garage working and it was probably 100 degrees in my garage. And several times I I had a cup of ice. And uh, I've had this ice in in this glass for uh, probably about 45 minutes or so. And it's beginning to melt. But you know what happened yesterday? (laughs) Within five minutes, all the ice was melted. And I took a sip after about 10 or 15 minutes, and you know what it tasted like? Bath water. (laughs) It was nasty. It was gross. See, I know we've got some students in here that just uh, went to camp, and many of you gave your life to Jesus, and many of you renewed your faith. Adults, um, some of you years ago, maybe days ago, maybe weeks, maybe months, decades ago, you gave your life to Christ. And at that point in time, it, it, was, it was like a piece of ice. It was, it was formed. It had substance. It had shape. It was together. And all of a sudden, you got out into life. And all of a sudden, that mountaintop experience was gone. It was gone. It was no more. 
the ice had melted because the heat of life came upon you. The temptation that you were struggling with before you renewed your faith. The sin that you were grappling with before you gave your life to Christ. Those people that really caused you to doubt all of a sudden come back in. Skeptics, people that are naysayers, and all of a sudden, that time in your life when like your spiritual life seemed formed and real and contained, all of a sudden began to fade away. Part of the reason that we come to the communion table is to remember what Christ did on the cross so that you and I and our spiritual lives don't begin to fade. We don't begin to melt. We don't begin to evaporate away. And so today, um, my challenge to you, whether you are a brand new Christian or whether you've been a Christ follower for a long time, is to never allow what Christ did on the cross in your life to melt. Because if we begin to let this happen, we're headed for spiritual disaster. And often when we face spiritual disaster, it causes disaster to those around us. So today, I want you to remember as we take this bread and we put it to our lips and we taste it, I want you to remember what Christ did on the cross when his body was broken for you and for me. And I want you to remember the blood when you take that cup and put it to your lips. I want you to remember the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of your sins. I want you to personalize it. I want you to not forget that Jesus died for the sins of the world, but he also died for you because he loves you. And now you are in a personal relationship with the Son of the living God who died for you and for me. As we prepare to take this table, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, which we're going to look at in a few moments, he says to come with clean hands and a pure heart. And so over the next few minutes as I pray, um, if there's any sin that you have that you want to confess to God, if you're a Christ follower in here, I want to challenge you and invite you to do that. If there's something that is standing in the way of you um, and your attitude towards what God has done, go ahead and deal with that before you come to the communion table. Here in a few minutes after I'm done praying, we're going to have ushers come up front and they're going to serve these elements to you. They're going to serve the bread and I'm going to ask you to keep it and then we'll partake together. And then they're going to serve the cup, and I'm going to ask you to hold that, and we'll partake together. Would you pray with me this morning? Ushers, you guys can come down. Father God, thank you so much for the love that you had for us, a love that is um, just beyond anything that we could ever, ever imagine. God, I thank you so much that you loved us enough that uh, you sent your son to die a brutal death, go through a harsh trial, a terrible beating and you did it because you love us and yes you did it for the sins of humanity but you did it for me you did it for each one of us personally each one of us who are in here today um, and God we thank you for that and we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise for what you did on the cross